Hey guys, and welcome back to Murdered and Missing. I'm your host, Nicole, and this week we're out in California and we're going to be discussing the suspicious death of Matrice Richardson. Matrice LaVon Richardson was born on April 30, 1985, in Covina, California, to mom Latice Sutton and dad Michael Richardson. Matrice's mom described her as a joy growing up and a ball of energy. She loved to laugh and joke, and her father said, quote, She was my heartbeat. She was my everything, end quote. You can just tell how much love this beautiful girl gave and received from her family and her friends. In high school, Matrice was a beauty queen, a cheerleader, and a fantastic student with a vivacious personality. Matrice's aunt Lauren Sutton said, quote, she would walk into a room and make sure that everyone took notice, end quote. Matrice was described as loving sunflowers and having an extremely close relationship with her grandmother. In 2008, Matrice earned her Bachelor of Arts degree in psychology from California State University Fullerton. And before her disappearance, Matrice seemed to have it going for her. She and her girlfriend had been dating for about two years. She competed in beauty pageants. She was a store clerk and she was working at a warehouse. She was an intern for a psychologist. And Matrice also worked as a part-time dancer at a club. Matrice did her internship with clinical psychologist Dr. Rhonda Hampton, who told ABC7 News, quote, There were some times when her behavior was concerning to me, but it was very subtle, end quote. Matrice's family describes her as gifted and ambitious with high hopes for her future and the determination to make those dreams a reality. And that's why when her family began to notice that Matrice was starting to act strangely, they immediately became concerned. Her family knew that this was not like her and that something was seriously happening. On September 16th, 2009, Matrice would leave her job at the Santa Fe Springs Freight Company. Um, she had left a little bit early and her co-workers had described her as excited that day and floating around the warehouse. After leaving work, Matrice would head to Inglewood where her aunt lived and she would stop at her aunt Lauren's house. Unfortunately, her aunt wasn't home, so Matrice would leave several business cards on her aunt's porch and even tucked into some plants. And it's unclear whose business cards she left or what these business cards were referring to. In addition to those cards, she also left a nonsensical note to her uncle that read at one point, quote, who is queen now, Mississippi, end quote. In the same interview I mentioned earlier with ABC7 News, Veronica Miracle would ask Matrice's mom, quote, did you ever see any signs of maybe some mental health struggles growing up? End quote. Litty said that she didn't, and she didn't really start worrying about Matrice's behavior until the night she had disappeared. However, Latisse does mention in that same interview that Matrice had sent some strange text messages in the past that didn't quite make sense to her, but Matrice would explain them away, and that was the only behavior that Latisse said was 
even remotely concerning. Now, after leaving her aunt's house, Matrice headed north to Malibu, where she would end up at Jeffrey's restaurant. I really want to say it's Joffrey's because it's G-E-O-F-F, but pretty sure it's Jeffrey's restaurant. Jeffrey's is located along the Pacific Coast Highway, and upon arriving, the valet would take Matrice's car to park it for her, and later describe her car as, quote, ransacked. Before entering the restaurant, Matrice would also be questioned by staff of the restaurant because she was found going through one of the staff's vehicles and looking at um, CDs and kind of just rummaging through things. Matrice responded to their questions with, quote, it's subliminal. Right now, I'm struggling to kind of comprehend what happened. How did Matrice go from leaving work bubbly and happy and excited to seemingly having this mental health crisis. It's just, it's very concerning and I don't understand what's happening. Now, after those encounters in the parking lot, Matrice is then allowed to enter the restaurant and the hostess that was working that night was also interviewed by ABC7 News and she said, um, quote, Matrice had asked the valet if he understood the language of numbers. I'm not too sure what that's supposed to mean, but that is that is a quote that supposedly um, Matrice had told the hostess. Now, once inside the restaurant, Matrice is going to allegedly join a party of seven guests, and these guests she did not know. And while sitting with this group, Matrice is going to begin to tell them that she's from Mars and that she is there to avenge Michael Jackson's death. And a receipt from that night at the restaurant was uploaded to Uncovered.com and it's time stamped for 7.40 p.m. Now, according to this receipt, Matrice ordered a Kobe steak and an Ocean Breeze cocktail and her valet service is also on this receipt. Now, at 8.21 p.m., Matrice is going to be handed her bill, which totals $89. And this week's source material states that Matrice was unable to pay this bill, so staff at the restaurant would then phone police. Now, some sources that I read also state that the police were called not originally for the fact that she couldn't pay, but because of her odd behavior and the things that she was saying to staff members and to this party of seven. Um, A lot of the sources are kind of like 50-50 this week on why the police were called. So we're going to say that it was maybe a mixture of both. Now, officers from the Malibu Lost Hills Sheriff's Office are going to arrive to the Jeffrey's restaurant sometime between 8.30 and 9 p.m. And while the officers were on site, Matrice is actually going to call her great-grandmother, who's going to offer to pay with her credit card over the phone for Matrice's meal. Um, Her great-grandmother at this point is 91 years old, and she is worried sick, and she's telling them, listen, like, I I can't come down there, but I can pay for her, her meal over the phone. But the manager on duty isn't going to accept a payment over the phone, and Matrice is going to end up being taken into custody by the Malibu Lost Hill Sheriff's Office at around 9 p.m. 
Now, once she's taken into custody, her vehicle is going to be impounded. And inside her vehicle, police are going to find her purse, her phone, and her keys. And inside her purse is going to be money. The sources were not clear how much money was inside the purse. So I don't know if she had enough money to pay for the bill or if she was short. I even read in some sources for this week that staff on site were wanting to actually pull their money together and pay for Matrice's meal so that she would not be arrested for trying to skip out on her bill. And they really just wanted her to be, you know, taken and, um, get, get an evaluation because they knew at this point, they, they knew that she was having some sort of mental health crisis. And a lot of the source material for this week just stated how much the staff didn't want her to get in trouble, but wanted her to to get help. Um, so after she is taken into custody and, um, you know, the deputies have her in the car, they're actually going to call her mother and the deputy is going to talk to Matrice's mom from what it seems while Matrice is in the back of the deputy's car, but that I'm, it's not very clear. So After they speak with her mom on the way to the sheriff's office, Latice is actually going to call the sheriff's department um, multiple times. And she's going to explain to them how her daughter has just been arrested. She is on the way in there. Um, You know, she's, she's very concerned. She's trying to explain to them that her behavior is out of character and she's worried about her daughter and she's worried about her daughter's safety. And, you know, her mom, it's like, I understand that if she needs to be processed, she needs to be booked, she's going to spend the night in jail. I understand. And, you know, her mom was not trying to get her out of jail. What her mom was trying to convey was, listen, something is happening with my daughter. If you guys choose to release her tonight, please release her to me. Don't release her of her own reconnaissance give her to me. I will come get her. I will come pick her up. And that is, you know, what Latisse was trying to explain to the deputy that she had spoken with on the phone. However, according to source material, the deputy who spoke with Latisse never told their watch commander of this phone call and that Latisse had offered to pick up her daughter. Latisse even told this deputy that she did not want her daughter released in an unfamiliar place. She did not want to wake up the next morning to a news report of a girl, quote, missing her head. It was almost like... Her mom was clairvoyant, y'all. I I cannot. That is an actual quote that her mother says. So, Latisse is is reassured by staff at the station that Matrice would call her when she arrives. That phone call never comes. Now, the arresting deputy does not document any strange behaviors that Matrice is having that evening. And furthermore, 
An email from the arresting deputy supervisor to the then captain revealed that the deputy opted to detain, to detain Matrice because of her behavior, not because she couldn't pay the bill. So we now have documentation that the police are concerned with her behavior. And I believe in California, it's called a 5150. In Florida, it's called being Baker acted. It's essentially where police believe that there is enough evidence for you to require a psychological evaluation. And then a clinical psychologist or a psychiatrist will then evaluate you and determine based off of their evaluation and, and other circumstances, whether or not they're going to hold you for 72 hours. Um, I believe most states is 72 hours. Um, so, you know, we, we have all of this going on and we know that it's the behavior on why Matrice is arrested and not failure to pay the bill. Now, a jailer, which I had to look up what this term meant. Um, it seems like it's a synonym for prison guard or correctional officer or something along those lines. Now, this jailer is going to say in a deposition later on that she's actually unaware of any mental health issues and that Matrice was showing no signs of a mental illness or any instability. She was, quote, coherent and polite. So how does Matrice go from being so almost manic, I want to say, to where she was arrested, to being completely fine and coherent. I don't know. I I mean, yes, I am studying psychology. I'm studying forensic psychology, and I'm not well-versed in mania. So if you are studying clinical psychology, reach out to me. I would love to chat more about this. I really, really would. Now, we're also going to get video from the jail cell in which Matrice is going to be shown pulling on the cell's sides shortly before she was released. And, and according to an article by the LA Times, staff at the restaurant are going to later reveal that the sheriff's office is going to try and get them to sign statements after she disappeared. Okay, after Matrice disappeared. They're going to ask staff to sign these statements. And these statements omitted crucial information about her bizarre behavior. Okay, so we already see that the LA Malibu Lost Hills Sheriff's Department is dropping the ball here. Okay, so it's now 12.15 in the morning and Matrice is now going to be told that she can leave. Or she can voluntarily stay at the station until the morning. They didn't have any grounds to hold her. So they decide to let her go. But they do tell her, hey, you can stay till the morning. But what they don't tell her is that her mother is going to come get her. Or that her mother is willing to come get her. So they just say, okay, see you later. And they let her go. So... Matrice is going to say, okay, I'm going to leave. And she ends up having to sign what's called a promise to return. This promise to return states that she is going to return to the Malibu courthouse on November 16th, 2009. Uh, I'm assuming for some kind of court hearing. It, My source was not um, 
specific on why she would have to return. Um, but then she was released. So Matrice was officially released at 12.38 a.m. on the morning of September 17th, 2009. She's released in a dark, unfamiliar location with no ID, no phone, no purse, no keys, no car, nothing. Just see you later. I, I don't even know. So somehow Matrice is going to end up five and a half miles away in the backyard of Bill and Karen Smith in the Montanito neighborhood of Calabasas. Now it's unclear if this has been 1000% confirmed, but it is widely reported that this is Matrice. So we are going to operate on the, you know, idea that the person in Mr. and Mrs. Smith's backyard is Matrice. So Bill, who is the homeowner, is actually going to call the Lost Hill Sheriff's Office and he's going to state that they have a prowler. And Karen is going to tell Eyewitness News that, quote, I saw somebody sitting on top on the top step of the sixth, sixth railroad tie that we have in the backyard. And I called out to her. I said, are you okay? Now, Miss Smith is actually in her home and she is on the second floor of her home. And she's going to be not, I don't want to say yelling at Matrice, but she is projecting her voice in a way so that Matrice can hear her because Miss Smith is in the home and Matrice is not. Um, and she is a good bit of a distance away. So the answer that she receives back is, quote, yes, I'm just resting, end quote. So Karen is then going to leave this window that she was looking out of and she's going to go around to another window. It wasn't very specific on what window she goes to and Matrice was just gone. So Bill and Karen are the last two individuals to see Matrice alive. And like I said, it's not been confirmed, but it is widely reported that this is Matrice. So that is what I'm operating under. Now, family and police are now going to spend the next 11 months searching a 20 square mile area looking for Matrice. She is just gone. And it wouldn't be until August 9th, 2010, almost one year after she disappeared, that her family would get answers. However, it wasn't the answers that the family was looking for. Matrice's body would be discovered in Malibu Canyon, about two and a half miles away from the Montanito sighting. She was found in a creek bed next to a ranch known to law enforcement as a pornography production location. And locals from the area claimed to have heard screams in the area a few nights after Matrice disappeared, but this is very unsubstantiated, so I don't give that claim too much, um wait. Now the Office of Independent Review would conduct a review of the actions of the deputies that evening and they concluded that they acted appropriately and that they had quote no legal justification to deprive her of her freedom end quote. 
The sheriff's investigation into Matrice's death is still open and her manner of death has never been determined. Even though she was found naked and mummified with her skull being found separately and her clothes were found over 100 feet away from her body. Even though we have this information, police are still going to declare um, Matrice's case undetermined and they are going not going to declare it a homicide and they have insisted that there is no evidence um, to support the theory of foul play. Family and friends of Matrice have repeatedly contested this and have even accused the sheriff's department of a cover-up. And according to the LA Times, in 2011, the family reached a $900,000 settlement with the county. Now, if there was nothing suspicious and nothing sus happening, why would the county settle for $900,000 if they weren't covering something up. Now, I'm I'm with Matrice's family on this one, y'all. Her death is suspicious. Her actions leading up to her disappearance are suspicious. It's just, it's weird, okay? I don't understand how the family doesn't have any answers. Something happened to Matrice that night. Why did they not document her behavior? Why did they not try to get her Baker acted? Why did they not get her the help that the staff at the restaurant believed she needed, that the people who were at the restaurant, those witnesses, believed that she needed? Why is it that even though the family was like, listen, something is happening, y'all don't let her go. Don't release her. The family is essentially begging you to keep her there, keep her arrested until they can come get her. And you're just like, "Mm, see you later. Bye. I, I don't know. I'm, I am with her family on this one. It is suspicious and something shady happened. I don't, I don't know what it is. Something in my gut is telling me that this was not just an accident and that something more sinister is at play in this situation. Now, some of you guys may say, no, she's probably just having a manic episode and, you know, that she wandered off and died of the elements. Okay, sure. Maybe that's a possibility, but it's, I don't know, how, does it get that cold in the desert in September? If, if it does, y'all let me know. I don't, I don't know. I, isn't, it's Malibu Canyon, the desert. I don't know. I've, I've never been to Malibu. I've never been in the Malibu Canyon and I'm not familiar with California water, not water, weather. So if you guys know, I don't know, write in, let me know. Now, it's been 13 years since family and friends have hugged Matrice, and it's been 12 years since her remains have been found, and investigators on her case are no closer to discovering what really happened that night and solving her death and getting her family the answers that they are begging for. There's currently a $20,000 reward to anybody with any information regarding what happened to Matrice that night. 
And I've said it once, I'll say it again. Y'all say it with me. If you know something, say something. You can remain anonymous. Call Crime Stoppers. You're encouraged, in fact, to call Crime Stoppers at 1 800 222 TIPS. You can be 100% anonymous on Crime Stoppers, y'all. Seriously, please call in. This did not happen that long ago. Somebody has to know something. That is the story of the suspicious death of Matrice Richardson. Um, I hope you guys keep listening. I hope to I will catch you next week for the next episode and as always stay spooky and be a good human bye y'all